Hey there, it's Mark from Third Shot Sports. Welcome to another episode of Pickleball Problems. All right, today on the show, we are addressing a problem that we saw on the internet. Believe it or not, there are problems posted on the internet. This was someone who said, hey, I've been training so hard. I've been working on this one particular shot, this one particular skill. And then I go to use it in a real game and it's not there. What's happening? Help me. That's the problem that we're going to solve, even if he doesn't know we're going to solve it. And we're going to do that in just a moment. This episode of Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Pickleball Coaching International. PCI is an industry leader when it comes to pickleball coach education and instructor certification. I should know. I built it. PCI offers instructor certification that is 100% online. So that means you don't have to wait for them to come into town. You don't have to miss work or miss school or travel or stay overnight in a hotel. PCI instructor certification is available when you want and where you want. You can go at your own speed. I think it's a great program. The level one certification has been out for years and level two is now live. If you want more comprehensive pickleball coach education, if you want to do a deep dive into lesson planning and giving great feedback and improving the performance of your players, you are going to love PCI's level two program. Head over to PCI Pickleball today. Check it out. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Rennes, and today we're talking about a problem that many people have, a real problem that's out there in the world. I just happened to spot this uh, comment or question on the internet, and I'm taking the liberty of addressing this problem here today. So this guy posts about how what he's doing is he's been working. Hold on. Let, let me find the actual quote. A few moments later. I found out this guy. His name is Don. And Don writes, I've been working on my third shot drops all summer. And when hitting against the ball machine, I can now drop nine or ten shots into the non-volley zone. So I feel pretty good. But then I go on the court against my banging friends, all of whom hit the ball hard and never intentionally drop or dink. When faced with two opponents at the non-volley zone, I seem to choke and hit the drops into the net with regularity. Anybody else had this trouble trying to slow down the game with a bunch of bangers? Can't advance without solving the problem. So this one, I guess, goes out to you, Don. So a few different things here. One, kudos to Don. Looks like he's putting in putting in some work. He's right. He said he's been spending the last three months working with the ball machine, trying to drop those balls in the kitchen. Okay, so let's address the first problem first. And the first problem first is that Don has the wrong target. When you are playing a drop, the target is not the kitchen. I'm not trying to drop the ball in the kitchen. That's not the target. I know sometimes people tell you that. That is not the target. Don is picking the wrong target. So what is the right target? Well, let's think about this. Why are you playing a drop in the first place? Isn't it because your opponents are up at the net? And when your opponents are up at the net, they're looking for something high and juicy that they can smash, right? That's why they're up at the net. They want a high ball. So what are we trying to do with our drop? Well, we're trying to not give them that high ball. We're trying to give them a low ball. Now, how low is low enough? Well, low enough is a ball, hopefully, that forces them to hit up because if they have to hit up to get the ball over the net, they can't hit it that hard and still keep the ball in play. So the target's not the kitchen. The target is the impact point of your opponents, right? Specifically low enough that they have to hit up over the net. And here's why this matters. Let's say my target's the kitchen. I could play a ball five feet over the net that has a nice big high juicy arc. If that ball lands in the kitchen, I might think, oh, Mark, what a great shot you've hit. But in fact, because it has had that five-foot arc over the net, it now bounces up really high and they smack it, right? So that's an example where if, like the 
the target you're selecting is not providing the outcome that you want. The outcome that you want is to neutralize those players at the net, right? To make them hit a slower ball instead of banging away. What's going to do that? A low ball is going to do that. It's not about where it lands. It's not even about if it lands. A lot of good drops don't even touch the kitchen, right? Sometimes they land past the kitchen. Sometimes they get volleyed out of the air. It is not about where the ball lands or even if the ball lands. It is about what does it do to your opponents? Does it force them to hit up? Okay, you've probably done your job. Does it allow them to hit straight ahead or hit down? You have failed. So this poor guy, Don, out there, playing out there with his ball machine, well, he's working on getting the balls in the kitchen. Yeah, he can get 9 or 10 in the kitchen, but he's probably realizing in a real game that's not doing the job, right? He needs to be aiming for a target that is going to force his opponents to hit up. So that's Don's first problem, and we're going to talk about his second problem in just a moment. Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Selkirk TV. Selkirk TV gives you a front row seat to live pickleball matches, past championships, on-demand skills training, including my pretty great show called Pickleball Today, as well as behind-the-scenes insights and so much more. Available in the App Store and on Google Play, Selkirk TV is the perfect app for any pickleball fan. Download the app today for free and get started watching pickleball's very best online content. Selkirk TV. Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. I'm your host, Mark Rennes, and today we are addressing Don on the internet, who's talking about why his drops that he's been working so hard on during the summer uh, don't seem to be doing the trick when he's playing real pickleball. We just finished talking about how he might be choosing the wrong target, right? He's aiming for the kitchen instead of what would force his opponents to hit up. Here's the second problem. He's using a ball machine. Now look, ball machines can be really useful, but like any other tool, well, that's all it is. It is just a tool and it has limitations to what it can do. When Don is out there, presumably, using his ball machine, trying to land his balls wherever he's landing, I'm wondering how much pressure he feels, right? Is there a consequence if he plays a poor shot? Does he have to do a push-up? Does he have to run a lap? Does he, I don't know, have to donate a nickel to the charity that he hates, right? All of these would be examples of sort of incentives, like little ways or disincentives, I guess, ways to put pressure on you, a consequence if you fail. Because isn't that what happens in real pickleball, right? If you fail to hit this good drop, you pay a price. Either the ball's in the net and you lose, or the ball's too high and your opponents put it away. And so what happens is very often when we're training, we don't have these consequences, right? We're not using the consequences because, you know, the ball machine's just hitting the ball to us and then we hit the ball and then eh, if I miss, I miss, no big deal. And it's a very different environment if you're hitting these balls under no pressure rather than hitting ball with pressure. So that's the next problem is that there's like no consequences. Now, tied into this is the whole ball machine issue. The limit of the ball machine is that it's typically very predictable. You know what's coming, right? Yes, there's settings you can change, so it varies it a bit. But for the most part, you know what ball is coming, and it's pretty consistent. And in real pickleball, that's not the case, right? Your opponents return serve with a little more speed or a little less speed, a little more spin or a little less. They make you move, they push you back, they draw you in. So you're not always hitting the ball from the same spot. You're not always receiving the same kind of ball. And so what happens is when we train with ball machines is that we get used to this like pretty predictable kind of routine without probably having to move all that much and all of a sudden in real life you have to move a lot right and then all of a sudden it's like a very different environment from the one that you just spent these three months practicing in so that's sort of the the little problem here is using the ball machine and probably not using that many consequences all right, so Don, now that we've addressed your problems, now that we've addressed your problems, we figured out like what's going on here, let's talk about how you can make it better. 
If you're a pickleball coach, then you know how tough it can be to create new, interesting lesson plans for your players. The same old drills, the same old games, and the same old teaching points don't typically excite people to keep on coming back. So that's why I've put together a series of my very favorite lesson plans. They're fun, flexible plans that you can use no matter what skill group you're working with or how long you're on the court. Let me give you an example of some of the plans. We've got lesson plans that are all about starting the point effectively, whether you're the serving team or the returners. Want to help your players develop better third shot drops and drives? And most importantly, to know when to use each? Well, we've got a lesson plan for that. You can help your players with their defensive skills, help them put away balls when they have the opportunity, and learn how to use different kinds of spin in different kinds of situations. Our premium lesson plans might be just the thing you need to help keep your pickleball lessons feeling fresh and fun. If this sounds good to you, head over to PCIPickleball.com and look for the premium lesson plans. That's PCIPickleball.com and look for the premium lesson plans. Pickleball Coaching International. We help good coaches get even better. Today on Pickleball Problems, we've been talking about Don on the internet, who's, you know, his drops have been working great in practice with the ball machine, but not so great in person. And I've identified a few of the problems. There's not enough consequences. Uh, he's using a ball machine that's too predictable. He's picking the wrong target. Well, what's the solution? Well, just address all of those things. I suggest you get a partner, a real practice partner, a training partner, and you find a way to go out and practice with them and see if you can consistently make them hit up on the ball when they're up at the kitchen line. Okay. Now let's say you don't have a practice partner. I don't know. You're somewhere remote or nobody likes you. Can he still do this with a ball machine? Absolutely he can, but he's got to change the target first of all. So the target instead should be a height target or like what I would do is imagine where a partner, an opponent would be standing near the non-volley line, how far forward they can reach, and then where that ball would have to go in order to force this upward hit. Easiest way to do this, I think, I mean, you could make a cut, cardboard cutout of someone and imagine the paddles down there and see if you can hit it to the paddle. But what I would do is um, imagine a window, like one, maybe one and a half paddle heights over the net. And what you need to be able to do is to play that ball slowly through that window. Now, how slow is slow enough? Well, you kind of kind of figure that out. But if you play a slow ball through this little imaginary window, there's a very good chance that by the time it gets to your opponent, it's going to force them to hit up. If you're hitting slowly enough, this ball likely will be touching the ground, right, through that window. It should be touching the ground somewhere around the non-volley line, okay? So those would be my suggestions is like, imagine this one or one and a half paddle height window, play a slow ball that uh, is slow enough that after going through that window gets, like, lands somewhere around the non-volley line. That's usually a ball that would force someone to hit up. The other thing I would suggest is you can build in certain consequences. I kind of touched on these earlier. You need to practice where you feel some pressure, right? Where you pay some sort of price if you miss. And again, it could be push-ups, it could be lunges, it could be jumping jacks, and it could be some sprints. Um, one time, when I was working with some players in North Carolina, there was a couple, and the woman asked if the, the consequence could be sexual favors. So, Whatever. You, you pick the kind of consequence that you want, but uh, you should feel some sort of pressure that if you don't hit this shot, well, that you got to pay some kind of a price. Okay? So that's my suggestion to you. Good luck, Don. That's it for this episode of the show. If you have a problem you'd like me to solve, why not send me a voice memo? Open up your phone's voice memo app. Just ask me your question. Tell me your problem. Send it to mark at thirdshotsports.com. Be happy to take a listen and maybe turn it into an episode of this show. 
One quick reminder, Pickleball Coaching International, you know that we've had Instructor 1 certification out for a number of years now. Instructor 2 is now live. Head over to PCIPickleball.com, check it out. If you're looking for really high, I think it's high quality. I know it's high quality. Uh, Coach education and instructor certification. You're going to love what we're doing over at PCI. So go to PCIPickleball.com, check it out. And until next time, I'm Mark Renison. Thanks for listening.